Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD. And that includes me. I've been at this for a while and I am still learning new things. My name is Danae Cannon and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast. We're in this together and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, I'm going to do a book review. I'm going to talk about the book, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Now, if you're not familiar with Gretchen Rubin, she's written some other books about habit formation, a book about happiness, and talks about how people handle expectations. So we're talking about not only external expectations, guidelines and rules, that kind of thing, but we're also talking about internal expectations, what we expect of ourselves. And I don't think any of us really fit entirely in any one category for any of these things when you're looking at personality types or tendencies, but it does give you maybe a helpful piece about what motivates you. And since motivation can be a big issue when you have ADHD, that's helpful information. Now, she does have a quiz on her website if you wanted to go take the quiz and see which tendency that you have, or you might just recognize it when I talk about the different types. The first type that I'm going to talk about is an obliger. The obliger has a harder time meeting their internal expectations, their internal rules, but they do a lot better meeting external expectations. And when you look at traditional accountability setups for those of us who use accountability partners, they're kind of taking the assumption that that is motivating for you, that other people holding you accountable will be a motivator. And for a lot of people, it is. In a previous episode, I talked about ways to increase motivation for ADHD brains. And one of those ways is to add urgency. And a pretty effective way of adding urgency is oftentimes having that external accountability that doesn't really feel quite real for some of us if it's not outside of us. But that's not true for everyone. And a lot of times if I'm working with a new client, I like to ask a lot of really specific questions about how I can support them with accountability because what is going to support one person might shut somebody else down. So what does it look like these obligers trying to get stuff done. I can tell you because I'm one of them. I'll give you the story of the squat challenge that went wrong. A small group of us were doing a squat challenge, which I don't, we were maybe doing 50 or 100 squats a night for a few weeks. And after you did your squats, you'd check in with the other people in the group. It was a group text and yay, I did it. And everybody would send you happy emojis with little muscles and stuff. And it was, it was fun. And As long as everyone in the group was communicating or even one other person in the group was communicating, I was on the squats. I might've been knocking them out at 10.30 at night, but I was gonna do them because the group was expecting that I did them. And, but then some point along the way, there was like a night where no one said anything about the squats. And then there was a night maybe when I was the only one who said something about the squats. It did not take many nights of that where I'm like, ah, done with squats. My motivation dried up because it just wasn't a consistent accountability. Now I'm perfectly capable of doing things without group tech support. But if I really want to support myself, I really want to make sure that I've got extra motivation to get things done. I know that tapping into my obliger tendency is going to be helpful to me. Now, the next one I'm going to talk about is the upholder. The upholder easily meets internal and external expectations. I married an upholder. Clint's totally an upholder. And 
if there's a rule, he's going to follow it. I'm kind of of the opinion that eh, better to ask forgiveness and permission. Clint is not of that opinion. So here's an upholder story for you. When we were newly married, we were on vacation. We were in an island area and there was a beach. There was no one there. It was almost like a private beach and it was so cool. We came across it and we're just taking a walk on this gorgeous beach with nobody around. And I was like, let's swim. And he's like, well, we don't have our suits. Like, well, you know, we have underwear and that's like suits. And it took me a really long time to convince him to break the rule. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking I shouldn't have convinced him to break the rule, but it was an abandoned beach. How often do you get that? So your upholders are going to uphold the expectations, uphold the rules. They're going to follow both the internal and external rules easily. These are your people who are going to be considered disciplined or motivated by most others. So the third tendency is your questioner. Now, a questioner is just what it sounds like. It's somebody who's going to question the outer expectations. They're not just going to follow them because they're there, but they do meet their own internal expectations relatively easily. So if they find that the external expectation is reasonable and they connect with it, they internalize that and they're able to meet that. One of my clients is a questioner who is also a therapist and she has a very demanding job, demanding energy-wise. She's amazing at it, but was having a hard time eating regularly with her work. She just wasn't doing it. We know our bodies need food. We know our bodies need energy. But when she recognized that her fueling her body was going to make her more available for her clients, it was a lot easier for her to internalize this external expectation that, oh, I might need to eat earlier in the day or more regularly or a certain combination of foods. Once she made the connection, it wasn't so hard for her to keep it up. When it was just, this is what adults do, it was not working for her. The last type is the rebel. The rebel resists internal and external expectations. These are your people that really value authenticity and freedom and and resist being pinned down by any expectations, their own or external. Now, one thing that I've noticed working with women with ADHD is that oftentimes people that I work with have a rebel reaction to an expectation that may be more about protecting themselves than a natural tendency. I've heard this so many times where somebody's telling me, hey, I was really excited about this new workout program until my friends started getting excited that I was doing it and asking more about it. And now I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't think that's surprising because if you've had experiences where you've been inconsistent, where you've struck out, where you've not shown up, and you're not entirely sure if you can trust yourself, there is this dread and overwhelm when you hear that there's an official expectation. When you're working with your tendency and to help understand yourself better and leverage it for motivation, it's good to know, is this just my tendency or is it protective behavior if you would support those in different ways? So now that we've talked about all four of these types, let's talk about ways that we can help ourselves with motivation using these tendencies. Number one, the obliger. If you're an obliger, you know what you have to do. Develop some external accountability. The only issue is make sure that you have reliable external accountability or it could backfire on you. So create it in multiple ways if that's what works for you. Is that tendency to your advantage? Number two, the upholder. If you are an upholder, motivation probably typically isn't your biggest struggle. Honestly, I think for upholders, the challenge might be more recognizing that most other people do find it difficult either to keep up with internal 
external, or both kinds of expectations. So working with your tendency as an upholder might have more to do with adjusting your expectations of others around you that they may not be able to consistently perform the same way you do when it comes to expectations. So for our questioners, when you are working with your tendency and you want to be motivated, it's key that you find meaning in the expectations. And so if you know why it's important, if you know how it's going to improve your life, it's a lot easier for an external expectation to turn into an internal expectation, for an internal expectation to be upheld. And for our rebels, it is helpful, in my opinion, to take a look if you identify yourself as a rebel and make sure that there's not other factors. Like I was talking about before, that it's this is not a way you're protecting yourself. And if you've ruled that out, then the way to work with yourself as a rebel when it comes to motivation is reminding yourself that it's always your choice. You never have to do anything. So let's say you're someone in typical ADHD style that has a project, has a deadline, and you wait to the very last minute, switch into super productive mode, and knock out that project just in time. And that's how you typically operate. If you have the rebel tendency, you might just really push back on the expectation, the idea that it should, quote unquote, should look different, that you should break down that task, that it's better somehow to pace yourself or plan this out so you're not scrambling at the end. You might really resist that pressure internally and or externally. And so reminding yourself in that situation that it is always your choice. If you look at that honestly, and it's working for you, and it's worth the trade-off of the stress, and that is how you like to operate, then it's working for you. If it's not working for you, then reframing it and noticing that this is actually a change that's going to help you, that you want, that's going to have an effect that matters to you, can kind of help that knee-jerk reaction to push back on an expectation. You're not making the change because it's an expectation and what you should do. You have determined that it has value to you, independent of expectations. That brings us to the end of this episode on ADHD Crash Course. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're enjoying this podcast, if it's helpful to you, please let people know about it. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it. All of this stuff helps me keep putting it out. And connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at the ADHD Clarity Coach. I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM, introduce yourself. That's all this week, and I will see you next time. Thank you.